The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science: storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is. Hi, I'm Bex, and I've got experience teaching across the primary school age ranges, and I also have the privilege of training the next generation of teachers as well. Hi, I'm Rob. I am Key Stage Two teacher, and I've also worked across the ranges in Milton Keynes. And today we are exploring learning outcomes in history and religious education with an interstellar folktale from Mexico. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast. Fables and fairy tales, or search our website epictales.co.uk for Fit for the Moon. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator, as of the 30th of September 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, stunningly illustrated by Corky Paul's protege Mario Coelho, in time for you to use for World Space Week 2022. Don't worry if you missed that though, as you can order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. In fact, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone who's signed up to be an Epic Educator so far, because by doing so, you are also supporting this podcast, so we can keep sharing these off-the-shelf lesson ideas every single week. So, thanks very much, folks. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Bex, Rob, the Sun, and the Moon, and we are going to be getting a little bit historical and a little bit philosophical today.、Um, let's start、uh, with the religious education for ages four to seven, because that's what you picked up, wasn't it, Bex? Yeah, I like asking the children, like in RE, some big questions that they can go and investigate. And I was thinking that、like, the Moon and the Sun are both light sources and linking into the science that we we're talking about last week. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the importance of light in different faiths. So, why is light important in different faiths? So, saying obviously we've、uh. read the story about the sun and the moon. They're light sources. They give us light and kind of recapping on the science that the children have learned. So, I'd probably position your RE lesson after your science content so that the children can understand about what light. Means、mm. and then getting them to investigate different faiths. So that might be as simple as in your early years, so your four and five year olds, all talking about okay, where can we see light in faiths that we know in our class? So in our class community, what different faiths do we have, and why is light important? And then maybe if you've got specific faiths that you look at in your year one and year two, getting them to really research. And I like in RE not focusing on the outcome being writing. So maybe、mm. saying to them they could maybe do a news report. Report, or they could do some writing if they wanted to, or and、um, they can make a poster, or they could make a song or dance. They can present their findings in any way they like. So giving them some bits of information that the children、yeah. can then unpick and then present. So their kind of big question would be, what is the importance of light in different faiths? Well, do you know what? Leading on from that, another big potentially faith element of this story is the fact that the son wants a wedding, and it's not specified which. Kind of wedding,、mm-hmm. so you could use this as a, a lead into exploring different faiths' ideas、yeah. of marriage and,、yes. and weddings, and then the different things that they have at weddings. And light comes into that as well, so it could become quite a cyclical discussion. You could start with the sun and the moon want to get married. 
what are the different kinds of weddings that they could have? How is light represented in those different kind of weddings? And, oh, look, the sun and the moon probably are going to both have a relation to that. Well, certainly in the Christian tradition, I'm, I'm not sure whether honeymoons are something that you have in other traditions as well. But, you know, the clue is in the word. The idea used to be that you would celebrate for a whole month after your wedding with your mead being the, <laughs> the honey side of the word. So, yeah, that could be a, a way of linking the two from the yeah. story to the light. I really, really like that because they're things that children would know. So they they will have light sources in their house, in their homes. Mm. That's why I think it's really important to know about the children in your class and to know the faith backgrounds they come from because maybe their adults can come in or their families can come in and share some of the light sources that they have, like the menorah, other light sources that are specific to their faith. And I like the idea of the sun and the moon being able to choose the type of wedding that they have and the Mm. children like giving them a different faith and saying, what would their wedding ceremony look like? And you could also then have a mock wedding for them, couldn't you? You could uh, actually dramatise the whole thing. And then it would link back to last week's English wedding invitation writing, because obviously the the invitation (laughs) writing might change dependent on the type of wedding that we choose. And you can send them out to people around the school and then have an actual wedding. I've done that for married off two children and um, <laughs> got the local vicar in. I think oh. it was relating to Cinderella, but they the children really loved it because they chose the bridesmaids. <laughs> they chose like a more Christian wedding for the sun and the moon. Would it be the stars coming in? And who would it be? Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, they got a very long veil to hold yeah. up, haven't they? Yes, they have. So it needs lots <laughs> of stars. But luckily, they're quite far away from each other, the stars. So that's That'd be good. Yes, that was where I was thinking about light. And I love the addition of weddings as well. <laughs> uh, you, you really haven't lost your stride at all, Beck. <laughs> brilliant ideas. As we move up the ages, though, to ages 7 to 11, Rob, you are starting to blend your religious education with history. Can you explore how? Yes. Explain how? I was thinking that as you go up to stage two, you look at different cultures, say the Romans, the Greeks, the Egyptians, the Vikings. You might even start to explore cultures outside of the traditional ones which are taught. Mm. And I was thinking a lot of these cultures and historical empires have gods of the sun and the moon. So to kind of do like a a cross history research on the different gods, what were they called? What did they look like? Obviously, they represented the sun and the moon, but did they have Mm. other jobs that they did? Which other gods helped them as well? So I'm just thinking, for example, the Egyptian sun god, it was their job to make sure that the sun got all the way across the sky before the night time yeah so research what their different names were what their powers were and then you can link it to modern religions as well and say okay if you are in a polytheistic religion for example hinduism or sikhism Mm. is there a god of the sun what do they do the same kind of areas what are their responsibilities that kind of stuff could be a good way, I don't know whether you would explore this, but it could be a good way to explore the evolution of science, because in many ways, religion was the original science. It was people looking out at the world, seeing what was going on, and trying to make sense of it. And back then, the way they would do that is they would somehow realized that the sun was the source of all their power and they would translate that as a holy being and even today you know science has confirmed that the sun is the source of all our power it just is able to give us more explanation as to exactly how and why so so would you look at that would you especially during world space week could you make that link between ancient approaches to 
science and modern ones. Yes, yeah. Maybe not just the sun and the moon, but a shooting star. Or mm. if you can see one of the planets in the sky and you could set half your groups of your class up to say, okay, you are going to explain what's happened as a, a modern scientist. Mm. And the other groups, you're going to explain it as a Roman or as a Greek or as an Egyptian. Oh, what's happened? Movie. Why has it happened? You could start looking at what are they called? Auguries. They're like mm-hmm. so the Romans would rip open the guts of animals and say oh this is what's going to happen you're not suggesting you do that in a classroom no no no, no, no. <laughs> okay, they, would, they would also use things that they saw in the sky as well yeah so that's where i was going not just the tearing out the livers from small animals R- rip open tea bags maybe yeah. <laughs> cornish pasties <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it would get your children to start thinking about the inquiry side so you could link it again to the science, the inquiry side of it mm. at the same time as going, okay, well, we're the Egyptians. We've got a sun god. So the fact that the sun is doing this must mean that, or if there's a lunar eclipse, what does that mean? Can you link that to the story? Mm. Why has the moon got in the way of the sun? What does that mean? Yeah. yeah, it probably wouldn't take more than one or two lessons, but it would be a good way to explore, especially in Space Week. And it could be a fun way of launching into all of the other topics that we've been discussing so far as well, couldn't it? It would be a good blast off for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've had lots of launches, I thought I would. <laughs> Mix it up a bit. Expand the range. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we have time for in this episode, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, the sun and the moon will help us explore art and modern foreign languages. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So... Cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon! soon.